2: In the Abraham
3: Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Among things we need to get to this hour, some more of the leaks that have come out of one of the worst leaks in our nation's history, really. Um, some more damaging information that has seen the light of day, and nobody knows where it came from, from the Pentagon, but more on that later. One of the hot political topics of the
5: day being reported poorly, as usual, is uh, the president's Bada Hada Kefkarian statements about whether he'd run again. Uh, He will not, partly because the undeniable proof that he and Hunter were in business together selling access and influence is getting more and more solid. Have an update
4: on that for you. Wow. So we could have criminal scandals going for both candidates. Right. Although, again, old man Biden is not running, but uh, it's it's, you know, at least theoretically possible. I think that's a, not at all an outlandish thing for you to say, but you're the only person saying it. i take taken a lot of punditry from a lot of people who do this for a living and nobody else is saying it but you, which seems crazy. I'm, I can't believe there aren't more people saying it. The
5: only conceivable way that, what what do they say at the needle? If he was to thread the needle this way, it could happen. Uh, if he says, look, I'm going to run again, my bus been wet, <laughs> I'm going to keep Trump out of the White House, and then I'm going to give way to my vice president after a, a, a period of a year or two. But that would be so strange. He would say that out loud. And so elevate the question of, of who the vice president was, it would be wildly, you know, just unprecedented, unthought of in American history.
4: You picture him saying that out loud in that scenario? and not well, that's, just that's a- the only way I can picture him running. Okay. He is barely
5: functional. They hide him in the White House, and I'm glad they do for national security reasons. You know, I know we got to get into something else. Well, I'll, I'll pay off my proof that there's no way he can run again after uh, what you're about to hear, which will be scintillating.
4: I don't know how Joe was feeling about talking about yet another shooting. I was uh, not, uh, I was going to be okay if we didn't talk about it at all, but there is some interesting stuff about the murderer. There were two shootings in Louisville. I assume you mean the one with the higher death toll, the bank one. The bank, yeah. So this uh, 23-year-old dude walks into a bank, kills a bunch of people. He worked at the bank. He was about to be fired. Okay, so that all kind of is normal stuff. Well, this this particular angle of the story is getting a lot of attention because it's, uh, well, he's a, he's a, he is, he's still alive, a brave man.
2: The officer who is in critical condition today, Officer Nicholas Wilt, 26 years of age, just graduated from the police academy on March 31st. I just swore him in, and his family was there to witness his journey to become a police officer. He was struck in the head, engaged in this incident. Nick has come out of brain surgery and is in critical but stable condition As we speak,
4: running at the shooter, got shot in the head, sworn in as a police officer a couple weeks ago. Uh, One thing, I mean, I only want to talk about this if there are any newsworthy things, you know, anything different or new or anything we can learn. I think that post-Uvalde, I don't know if that was an outlier or it it, it made cops around the country think about what they're going to do in that situation or what. But we've had several of these in a row now where the cops run at the guy immediately as soon as they get there, which is what I think we're all hoping they'll do. It's obviously very dangerous, but um, that's not what happened in Uvalde. And that is what's happened like the last way too many times. Well, and that's the universally
5: agreed on technique to end it quickly. Too. And it does. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
4: right. Yeah. It makes uh, you know, it's it's terrible that, that, that it's happening at all, but it makes the total dead, you know, four five or six instead of 26 or 30, if the guy has, like, an hour to walk around a school or whatever. just For instance. Yeah. But this 23-year-old that was told he was going to lose his job at the bank, okay, that's kind of normal stuff. The not normal stuff is his background of being a very successful, popular kid in school, star athlete, Merit scholar winner all this different sort of stuff that is really interesting. I mean, I saw I've I've read and seen interviews with a whole bunch of different people, as opposed to the usual. Yeah, we always you know uh, uh, the the it's usually a he. Um, He was uh, scary. He scared me. You know, we always wanted. His nickname was School Shooter. Right? Yeah, Yeah, that sort of thing. Or I can't believe he had access to a gun. We all knew he would do that. The exact opposite. All the uh, all the friends are saying. Man, if you picked one person that I would have never guessed did this sort of thing. And if you've seen the pictures, smiling, confident, normal looking person who seemed to have a normal. The only thing that stands out is particularly unique is how many concussions he got in high school as a star athlete. In football and other sports, and I don't know if you've seen the picture of him, he actually paid, played basketball in a headgear because he'd had so many concussions. He was a star basketball player on the team, but wore like a wrestling headgear thing on his head because of the number of concussions he'd had. I was going to bring up the possibility that um, uh,
5: psychotic conditions often manifest themselves in people's 20s, um, but wow, that is that is a hot, hot lead. Uh, That's yeah. Oh, is that troubling? You know, I was going to say, if if some 23 year old loses some job at a bank, who gives a crap? I mean, I lost jobs. I got jobs. I quit jobs, whatever. The idea that that would merit a murder, suicide, a mass murder, suicide at that point in your life. I was going to suggest it points toward a terrible, terrible contagion culturally. But right. Yeah, many concussions. Yeah, I think that's where I assign more You know, researchers that lead.
4: Yeah, and we're at that. It's less than 24 hours since it happened point, and a lot of the information you get in the first 24 hours turns out to be false. But these are the th- sort of things we need to look at. Mental illness, brain injury, uh, antidepressants, all these different sort of th- things need Cultural to be. Cultural norms, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
5: And if you guys on the left and gals, want to work like crazy to come up with new gun laws and regulations that pass constitutional muster, go ahead. Have at it. The idea that anybody, and this is what disgusts me and just tires my hiney out about modern politics, the idea that we advocating, um, you know, looking at mental health questions, concussions, social causes, that sort of thing, that that's a denial of concern about guns, that just doesn't make any sense. There are so few things that happen in life at all that are explained by one thing, one factor. You know, would that they were, it'd be a hell of a lot easier to deal with life. But th- things are more complicated than that. So the idea that if you look into mental health things, you're, you're somehow, uh, you know, hiding from the gun reality. That's just dumb.
4: Uh, yeah, I would agree. Kid had a podcast with his friends where they talked about the NBA and stuff like that. I mean, just he had like a normal, I'm part of the community, my life's going well life. So need to look into what's going on there. Wow. Wow. Because the first thing I thought was what you probably thought. Found out he's getting fired from the bank, so he murders his coworkers. I mean, this is catastrophizing at the worst level but who knows what's going on.
5: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that's, you know, that was the tree I was barking up, the idea that, uh, you know, Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukianoff have written about so eloquently that we are teaching our children mental illness. We're telling them that the slightest insult, the slightest affront, the slightest misunderstanding should make them absolutely miserable and angry. They've been hurt. Speech is violence. This is serious. A microaggression is an aggression. Uh, to, to, To suggest that, uh, for instance, biological men can't be on the field with uh, women is hate speech. That's violence. I mean, if you teach multiple generations that, if a guy says, gets told, you're just not cutting it, we don't think you're cut out for this work, uh, we're going to look in a different direction, you know, here's a month's severance, whatever. That sort of grievous insult could drive somebody to violence. And again, that was the tree I was barking up, but boy, this concussion thing really has our attention. Anyway, on a different topic. Old man Joe, the big guy, Mr. Ten Percent, never talked to Hunter about business, had no idea about his son's businesses. Now, his son would go on trips to China on the same aeroplane and then back again, making zillions of dollars, but they never talked about it. It's very surprising, very disciplined by the Biden family, which is known for discipline.
4: It's got to be a long flight to China. I've not done it, but many, many hours.
5: In fact, the Biden family, their very name is a symbol for self-discipline. Well, a uh, Hunter update coming up next is damned (laughs) interesting.
4: Self-discipline. The video of him walking around naked in a hotel room with a loaded gun and a prostitute, notwithstanding. With cocaine (laughs) on his nose, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dropping off the laptop drunkenly at night, full of pictures of you doing this stuff, notwithstanding. Right. <laughs> well, it was a momentary lapse. And you two can get married in the Oscar Meyer Wiener Mobile. Details and all these stories on the way.
2: Armstrong and
4: they gotta figure out who leaked those documents that's got i i know i read in the wall street journal that that's among the highest priorities of the fbi right now it might be the highest priority but i i hope they find the dude i assume it's a dude i want to hear more about that it's
5: so mystifying uh, for a number of reasons but we can have that discussion when we have that discussion i thought this was interesting uh fox news is reporting That uh, four business partners, a vice president, and two assistants at Hunter Biden's now defunct investment firm visited the White House more than 80 times when his father was vice president in the Obama administration.
4: That seems like a lot.
5: More than 80 times. Now, if my dad's the Veep and can get me into the White House, and it's
4: cool that I bring people now and again... I'd go several times. Four years? No, eight years. Okay, ten times a year? Oh, yeah, that doesn't sound as crazy. Less than once a month. It's
5: four business partners, a vice president, and two assistants. So that is a total of seven people. Mm. Those seven people went more than ten times each, more than 11 times each.
4: Yeah, I see your point. If I had friends go less than once a month, I could see that. The same people that often? Hmm. What's over going on? and over and over again. What's going on there?
5: President Biden has repeatedly insisted he had no knowledge of Hunter's business dealings. 10%! Mm, excuse me, allergies. Amid dual criminal and congressional investigations into the first son and family. However, Joan Meyer, who says she was the vice president of Hunter's now defunct investment firm, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, made at least 17 trips to the White House during that time, according to visitor logs the vice president of his investment term, uh, his investment firm rather, went to the White House at least 17 times. She attended a vice presidential briefing and met with then-Biden uh, aide Danielle Boren. Less than a month later, she met with then-Biden executive Nancy Orloff in the West Wing. 2013, she met in the West Wing with Kellen Suber, another executive assistant to Vice President Biden at the time. Why is she meeting over and over again with his assistance. Right. Come on. And the list goes on and on.
4: You also uh, don't know, you don't you also don't know who's pushing these stories, this 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 whole investigation and everything like that. You would assume in normal circumstances that it would be Republicans. But why would Republicans want to it might, there might be more Democrats uh in media and in government pushing this whole story than anybody else. I mean, polls show only a third of Democrats want him to run again.
5: It's possible, Jack. I'll let you go with your cloak-and-dagger speculations. I'm just going to deal with the facts here. Never mind who's pushing what. Uh, but a lot of these executives have big ties to various Chinese financiers as well mm-hmm. um, that Hunter worked with, not shockingly. Um, they, uh, they're they talking about this uh, Fran person who I called a she for a while. Turns out it's short for Francis, I think. Okay. It's a dude. Um uh, his, uh, if you believe that sort her. of thing, no, it's a, a dude, just just a dude. Anyway, um, uh, they had a uh, How Rosemont Seneca Advisors had a financial stake in a company uh, in a company run by Fran and a Chinese executive with ties to f- officials at some of the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party. Fox Business reported on that. Pr- person previously claimed that, quote, Hunter Biden, Rosemont, Seneca, or any affiliate or associate have never held any equity in the Harv's affiliated company, which is, well, obviously one of these uh, other companies, uh, despite multiple emails from Hunter and his business partner, Eric Schwerin, directly contradicting that claim. So as I glance at the clock, well, we got a little time Um So this Fran person would go on to visit the White House at least seven times after he left his role there and later became a top executive at the Harv's Group, a D.C.-based affiliate of China's Harv's Century Group, a top-tier private Chinese real estate development firm. So while he's an executive with this Chinese financier, he's going to the White House over and over again to meet with the vice president's people. All right, point made. A somewhat different story. Uh, There are a lot of people who would love to see Hunter's uh, financial records. And he's in the midst of... I've seen
4: his penis, but I have not
5: seen his financial records. Hunter,
2: you're a loser.
5: Let me work my way down the checklist. Financial records, uh, travel records. Uh, Wang, there it is, check. Uh, So he's in a paternity fight. The kid he had with the exotic dancer exotic dancer yeah
4: <laughs> no. Yeah. doing exotic dances from around the world Yeah,
5: okay she's a stripper anyway uh so a lot of people have asked for the financial records that have been at the center of that battle it's uh it's about child support he's trying to reduce the child support he pays to the child he made with the the the, the stripper girl um Says the judge, this case is about child support and the court has treated and will continue to treat these parties as any other members of the judicial district. Uh, the court has balancing the has to balance the competing interests of the parties in order to make them we will not be releasing any records. The ruling is the latest in a multi-year court battle between Hunter Biden and London Roberts the mother of his four-year-old daughter, conceived during what Mr. Biden described in his 2021 memoir as a rampage after his divorce from Kathleen Buell. Ms. Roberts reportedly worked as a stripper under the stage name Fellas Give It Up For Dallas. <laughs> oh,
4: God. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. I got a chick named Dallas pregnant.
5: Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, so as part of the custody paternity case, Ms. Roberts disclosed that she received money from Hunter's company and was listed as being on the payroll for a year and a half, never received any tax documents for those payments, and they have all sorts of records of Hunter verifying she's still on the payroll, right? But he has no relationship, has never spoken to, laid eyes on, parented the child in any way.
4: Oh, man. Sad. It it definitely is. Uh, If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: at purdueglobal.edu
3: the armstrong and getty
2: show
5: White House says it doesn't know if it is contained the leak of classified U.S. documents dealing with Ukraine's planned military offensive, while confirming some of the material appears doctored.
2: We're still working
1: through the validity of uh, all the documents that we know are, are out there. The Department of Defense has stood up uh, uh, an interagency effort to try to look at the national security implications.
4: More on the whole leaked documents story for you here. But coming up, I want to get to uh, college radio station DJ and hot water for Nazi salute. It's kind of a great story of our times. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I
5: was just thinking? I I ran back into the studios. We were getting ready to go on. But I was going to say to Jack, you know what would make this uh, Pentagon leak story just peak 2023? If it turns out. The documents were leaked by Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, (laughs) jeez.
4: Oh, my God.
5: Sorry. These are the things I think.
4: So the Wall Street Journal editorial board taking it very seriously. Wartime intelligence leaks can sink allies. The leak of classified U.S. documents related to the Ukraine war looks like a debacle at many levels, undermining the confidence of allies in the U.S., Revealing how much the U.S. knows about Russia's military deliberations, and above all, betraying the weakness of Ukrainian air defenses, specifically how long they can hold out before they won't be able to stop Russia from commanding the skies and bombing troops and uh, energy infrastructure just whenever they want, wherever they want. I mean, it would be a disaster. More on that in a second. Here's a, a, a report from, I guess this one is from CNN on the leaked documents.
2: A damaging leak from some of the highest levels of the Pentagon. An official from one of the countries in Five Eyes, a crucial intelligence-sharing arrangement between the U.S. and some of its closest allies, said they expected the U.S. to share a damage assessment even as they conduct an assessment of their own. On the diplomatic front, it will be Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman who will smooth things over with allies and partners, if needed there. Meanwhile, the Pentagon has not yet named who will lead the interagency here to make sure this kind of thing, this sort of damaging leak, doesn't happen again. What's even more troubling, perhaps, is this point, is the Pentagon say, can't say, certainly, that there are no more documents that may come out, that have already leaked and are out there already, or that could come out in the near future.
4: Right. And uh, the Wall Street Journal editorial board even says the Justice Department and the Pentagon have announced investigations for what that's worth, they say, because we all have seen that launching these investigations does not usually lead to finding out who the leaker was. Well,
5: that last clip. My comment on that is, I don't. It's not shocking that they don't can't say whether there are more documents that'll come out, given the the low tech nature of this thing. Somebody spirited a bunch of paperwork out of a room, took a bunch of pictures real quick. So no, we don't know how many pictures they have. But my other comment is, I've been shocked in reading about this, uh, given the devastating damage some of the leaked documents could cause or already has caused. I was shocked at the number of people who they say have access to this sort of thing. It's hundreds, if not a few
4: thousand. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's going to make it a lot harder to figure out who it was.
5: Well, yeah, indeed. and, And they're in the midst of changing procedures right now to narrow that number down a bit.
4: Here's a couple more choice nuggets that have come out in the last 24 hours from the Associated Press. U.S. spies caught Russian intelligence officers boasting that they had convinced that the UAE, our close ally, the United Arab Emirates, working against the CIA and British intelligence agencies. So we were spying on the Russians and found out that they were bragging that they had made a deal to get around uh, our intelligence with the UAE because we'd put all these you know, sanctions on the oil and everything like that to try to crush the economy of Russia early on. And our friends, the UAA apparently were willing to work around those right off the bat. Now, that's troubling, obviously, on a number of levels that our ally uh, is perfectly happy working with the evil Russians. And two, they're going to figure out who who who's a spy or it certainly take a lot of guesses at who's a spy that was listening in on these conversations and jail or kill a whole bunch of people there in Russia. Anyway, anyway. Uh, The document viewed by the AP includes an item uh, citing research from way back in March showing that the UAE was uh, trying to get around our sanctions, so that really sucks. And then the Washington Post is reporting that the president of Egypt, el-Sisi, remember he's the dictator that took over after the Arab Spring. He's still in charge if you weren't paying attention one of America's closest allies in the Middle East and a major recipient of U.S. billions of dollars, recently ordered subordinates to produce up to 40,000 rockets to be covertly shipped to Russia, according to one of these leaked U.S. intelligence documents. So our good friends, the Egyptians, so we basically are paying for these rockets. I mean, if you believe money is fungible, and it is, uh, 40,000 rockets they're willing to send to the Russians to help them out. Wow,
5: you know, it's funny before you even came up with that based on the UAE thing, I was going to point out that and there's a reason the Middle East is the source of so many of the sayings like the friend of my friend is, or the enemy of my enemy is my friend and that sort of thing. Any relationship in the Middle East is so temporary and so transactional. You you always have to remember that. And, and it's funny once occasionally when i or somebody else will unleash analysis like that this somebody will say well you're a racist or xenophobe or something which is such a stupid attitude a good friend of mine um, ran a big company's european uh, operations for a long time he's a golf buddy of mine he's retired now has been for a while but um we had a long and really interesting discussion about what it's like to negotiate with different cultures because they have very, very different cultural norms, and if if you were to point out, for instance, that there are some cultures that think deception in negotiation is just part of the game, uh, you know, various softheads will say, "Oh, you're a racist." How do, Are you saying that they're dishonest? They're liars? Or whatever? no, that's part of their culture. To be a, a racist or a xenophobe, to me, is saying. All cultures think just like Americans about everything. You're an ig- ignoramus. and you, you, You'd you get eaten alive doing international business, too. But yeah, so yeah, the UAE, we've got an agreement. Oh, handshake, kiss the cheek with the sheik there in his his robes and blah, blah, blah. The next week, he's cutting deals with the Ruskies because he thinks he can get away with it. That's international relations, friends.
4: Right, and I, I'm always... So- slow to recognize how many countries are willing to ignore the horrors. Um, so there you got our close friend, the dictator of Egypt, apparently doesn't care that Putin's murdering children, raping grandmas, abducting children and shipping them out of the country, stealing from their parents, all the horrifying bombing hospitals, all the horrifying things they're doing, whatever. If there's a financial benefit to us, we'll send them a bunch of rockets.
5: That's yeah, maybe a, it breaks his heart, but uh, at the going rate, Russia's paying premium prices. Yeah, he's going to go ahead and cut a deal.
4: More on the guessing as to who leaked this stuff right
5: after this. And the persecution of whoever it is. Yes, indeed, a great sale you want to know about at MyPillow.com. They're having a massive closeout sale on their all-season slippers. These are so durable, so comfortable. Like I said the other day, if you forget you're wearing them and you like go off for an entire day out in the world, it'll be fine. They're that good.
4: This is a crazy sale. You use the promo code Getty, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25. bucks. they are regularly $149.98, so they're basically $150. bucks. they are 25 now. That's over $120 and savings limited to 10 pairs of checkout they will sell out trust us
5: yeah all sorts of colors uh available in sizes of course just go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of these all-season slippers for 25 bucks uh, limited to 10 pairs of checkouts like jack said enter uh promo code getty g-e-t-t-y when you go to mypillow.com and remember that uh, radio listener square click on that there And then you're going to use that code, Getty. These are such good slippers. Seriously, I love them. Go to MyPillow.com.
4: So David Ignatius of the WAPO, who has great sources in government and the Pentagon, uh, writes about that sort of stuff all the time. On who leaked this stuff, were these documents disclosed by the Russians to expose Ukrainian weakness and shatter morale, as seems most likely to the analysts I contacted? Writes David Ignatius. That seems crazy to me, but... They know more about it than I do. Or were they actually disseminated by Ukraine, as some Russian bloggers appear to believe, in a plot to make the Kremlin think that the Ukraine, that Ukraine is weak and thereby disguise its true strengths in advance of a planned spring counteroffensive?
5: Wow, this could be like a double reverse, too, because I know the alterations that are known have to do with uh, lower numbers of Russian casualties. That's the one thing that was altered, which would you know, suggest that Russia put this out, but didn't want the embarrassment of saying it was sending his guy, their guys into a meat grinder. But who knows? Like I say, maybe that was a double
4: reverse. So both David Ignatius and the WAPO and the Wall Street Journal editorial board both believe that these documents are trouble for Ukraine in their hope to win the war and that Team Biden might now be more vulnerable than ever to accusations of not doing enough. And I'll get to uh, one last the end of the uh, Wall Street Journal piece on how finding out that the air defenses of Ukraine are as bad as they are and how they're about to run out of rockets and they'll have no ability to shoot down Russian planes. You realize at that point, the Russians can just, they don't have to worry at all. They just fly their planes as low and as accurately as they want and bomb whoever. I mean, it would be, it's been a horror for the last year. This would really be a horror. That dereliction to get more, uh, You know, those Patriot missiles and everything like that to the Ukrainians may now have serious battlefield consequences, writes the Wall Street Journal. After the leaks, the U.S. has an even greater obligation to speed up deliveries of Western air defenses and advanced fighter jets such as F-16s that can defend the skies if Russia unleashes its fighters. Meanwhile, let's hope the Intelligence leak is a one-time episode. If the leakers have others, have stolen even more documents, and this becomes a deluge, more than Ukraine will be in trouble. As we started out the conversation with, we don't know that it's over. Wow. Wow. And it could be any one of hundreds
5: of people with access to this stuff.
4: Oh, it, well, the fact that, that the skies over Ukraine could be owned by the Russians starting here in a couple of weeks... Oh, my God. Is it possible we haven't even begun to see the horrors? It's going to look like Syria looked. Wow. I don't don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. As far as the mystery goes of
5: who leaked it, they said it appears that the documents were placed on a hunting magazine. To uh, be photographed. So I got to imagine there's some Sherlock Holmesian right. searching going on. Whose office has a hunting magazine? Who's in this office? I predict a bust within a week. Who's a hunter? I know they've. Uh, hunter Biden. There you go. Huh? Wow. That's,
4: that's some good Hunter detective.
5: magazine, Hunter Biden. Do you, hunter, see, do you're you a follow loser. me? <laughs> oh, you know what? We ran out of time. We were talking about his. Uh, his custody it's not a custody battle it's a child support battle with his stripper baby mama i didn't i didn't have time to finish that
4: you want it's, to get into uh, that more when we come back
5: it's uh, so ugly so tawdry is, so sad
4: is there any fun there or is it just
5: sad ugly tawdry sad i'm looking for
4: fun fun not a lot of fun all right We do have a new ad out from the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, that makes it clearer than it's ever been. It's no longer even a question of whether or not he's intending to run for president.
5: Lunkhead Gavin Newsom running for president. That is our top
3: priority.
4: (laughs) If you haven't heard this, among other things on the way.
0: at Edu. The
3: Armstrong and Getty
0: Show
1: Why
4: did I put so much of my retirement in Tupperware stock? Mm. Tupperware tumbled 45% yesterday. It looks like the famous keep your meatloaf fresh overnight Tupperware company is uh, going bankrupt for a variety of reasons. Wow. And, uh, Man, I had it halves
5: these Tupperware and FTX. Damn it. <laughs>
4: I uh, had a big meal the other night, uh, the Easter meal with the, 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 the rump roast and uh, the mashed potatoes, which I finished last night. Delicious. everything. And I didn't have any Tupperware to put it in. I thought I need to buy some Tupperware. It turns out they're going out of business. Yes, Michael?
5: My mom used to have Tupperware parties when oh, I was yeah.
4: a little kid. So did my mom. We just bought some new storage devices.
5: Glass bottom with a plastic top. I don't know what brand it is, though.
4: Yeah. Well, I, that's probably one of the reasons Tupperware's in trouble. There's so many different v- versions out there, but I've never I've really felt like any of them were as good as t- Tupperware was fantastic. That whole. Welcome little, to Food Storage Talk. Yeah. Thanks you know, for tuning you, in. You'd burp the little lid and then tighten it up to get the air out of it. And it's just, I don't know. It worked really well. Coming up, Ziplocs. Too fancy? <laughs> we'll take your calls. <laughs> Um, uh, so this, uh, we've speculated a lot that Gavin Newsom, the governor of California might be running for president and he's, you know, running ads in Florida and why you do that and all this stuff and all look pretty obvious, but this one's like over the top obvious. This is his latest ad that he put out yesterday. There's no way as governor of California, you put this out unless you're running for president. So just look at it as his first, I'm running for president ad.
2: We can't solve a problem without first identifying it. The problem in our country right now? Authoritarian leaders who are so hell-bent on gaining power and keeping it by whatever means necessary that they're directly attacking our freedoms in state after state. That's why I'm launching the Campaign for Democracy. We're going on the road to take the fight to states where freedom is most under attack. Where Republican leaders ban books, criminalize doctors, fire teachers, intimidate librarians, kidnap migrants, target trans kids, stoke racism, condone anti-Semitism, force the victims of rape and incest to carry their attacker's baby, where they ignore the will of the people. They make it harder to vote and easier to buy assault weapons. We'll help lead the fight to make sure we elect leaders in 2024 who believe in democracy.
4: Punch babies, strangle puppies. What will these Republicans do next? But come on, tell me, you, I mean, the other ones, he at least could make some argument that he was still just governor of California. But that one is just flat out, and I'm running for president advertisement, is it not?
5: Yeah, I'm running before I'm officially running, absolutely, 100%. I'm taking this
4: across the country to fight authoritarianism in all states, where they, you know, target trans kids and all these different things. Jack castigated me yesterday. He
5: dressed me down for calling Gavin Newsom a lunkhead because he's really not a lunkhead. He's a cynical con artist. So I will be going with that descriptor uh, henceforth. But yeah, I mean, his various descriptions firing teachers. I've got an article here about all of the teachers who committed child rape. And then we're allowed to quietly resign because it's so expensive and difficult to work through the union processes for getting rid of them or getting them arrested or whatever. So they're fired with benefits. And yeah, or they're you, allowed to quietly resign, I should say.
4: And you get to keep paying them forever because they got uh, their pension or health care or whatever. Or do they lose know that?
5: Precisely. Uh Public records obtained by the uh, standard San Francisco standard reveal that since 2017, at least 19 employees of San Francisco Unified School District were accused of sexual misconduct, were allowed to resign or retire in lieu of termination. As with some other cases that resulted in agreements to resign, the standard found no evidence that this one guy who they feature was ever charged with a crime. They're just allowed to go away as child rapists. So, yeah, Gavi, there aren't damn near enough teachers getting fired, you con artist.
4: But back to uh, Gavin Newsom and his national ad. um, So what is it? What's his strategy? I mean, what's his what's his plan? He's is he just laying the groundwork in case Biden decides not to run? So he's a he's already got like a national campaign going. Yeah, it's my belief that anybody with any sense
5: uh, recognizes Biden can't run again. He's just way too far gone mentally and physically. Um, and his bus has been wet, but um, everybody's, excuse me, the final vestiges of my COVID cough. Um, everybody's maintaining the charade that he's going to run again, so he's not an instantaneous lame duck. And there isn't the immediate bloodbath on the Democratic side of the, the um the aisle. Plus, as soon as he, he says, yeah, I'm running, he becomes a candidate, and it's just a different relationship. Anyway, so Gavi is traveling around pretending to be some sort of wandering saint of democracy, fighting for goodness and human rights everywhere. Now he's just an undeclared candidate who's
4: beginning his campaign. It's clever. In California, we don't strangle puppies. We pet them and give them biscuits. We don't punch babies. We breastfeed them. If you'd like
5: a vast camp of drug zombies in your town, vote for me, Gavin Newsom.
2: (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.
3: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions
2: apply. See website for details. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope.